Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some covet after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. This was the instructions of Paul to Timothy, a young pastor and evangelist, and he was giving him words of wisdom not to seek after riches, because that it is the love of money that is the root of all evil. Now understand that money itself is not evil, it's an inanimate object, but rather the love of it is. In fact, the Bible lists different people that actually financially funded Jesus' ministry. Now, of course, Jesus did not live extravagantly. He did not live above his means or needs. In fact, it says he had no place to lay his head. But they did use money for things. They bought food. They bought bread. They gave to the poor and many other things. So money in and of itself was not really the problem. Jesus and his disciples used it, but they did not love it. Well, all but one of them. You see, Judas was the one that was actually in charge of the money. A position that surely he coveted. If we read carefully... We can see many signs that he was becoming more and more inclined to seek after money more than to seek after God. Until finally, the betrayal comes. No, Judas's betrayal of Jesus didn't just happen. There was something grabbing at him all throughout the narrative. And that something was money. So that in the end, he betrayed his friend for 30 pieces of silver. During the chaos of the arrest, trial, and persecution of Jesus, we see that Peter betrays him also, denying his friend to save his own skin. Yet in the end, Peter repents and seeks forgiveness while Judas loses hope and ends his own life. So what was the difference? Was it the level of their offenses? No. Sin is sin. From the greatest to the least, they will all send you to hell. Yet can they also all be cleansed and forgiven by the blood of Jesus? Remember how deep the offenses of Paul before his road to Damascus experience. If we seek repentance in sincerity, humility, and obedience, we will find our way back to Jesus. After all, salvation is his name. And all who call upon his name out of a pure and broken and contrite heart will be saved. It is his great delight to do so. He gave his life to make a way of escape for all of us, whomsoever will take it. He does not desire that any should perish. He is our great hope 
of salvation. So what was the difference between Peter and Judas? In essence, it comes down to this, that Peter's hope was in God. Judas's was in money. Mammon represents money, materialism, putting your faith in the things of this world to save. Peter's faith was in God. So though Peter was shaken when he couldn't see God in the situation, Judas's hope was in money. So he became hopeless when he realized that the money could not save him. And that loving it more than he loved Jesus only brought pain, suffering, selfishness, destruction, and eternal damnation. The difference was that Peter served Jesus and used money, while Judas served money and used Jesus. This is a very serious charge and many are guilty of it, so examine your heart today. If you have to give it all away, then do it. Let money be a tool to help others, not to betray your king, because you love it more than you love him. So no, money in and of itself is not evil. You can use it to feed a hungry child, or you can clothe those who are cold. But if it pulls you to serve it, to seek more and more of it, to store up while others lack, to ignore the call to serve your Lord in order to acquire it, then run from it. Give what you have to the poor and go into your prayer closet and shut the door. Repent and get to know and to love your Lord. Be his servant, not mammoths. Judas had a problem. He believed that Jesus was innocent. He knew he was a good person. But we have no record of him believing that he was God manifested in the flesh, that he was salvation. I mean, he obviously did not believe that he could forgive his trespasses. Even though he had heard the teachings and saw the miracles, he still didn't believe in the real Jesus or what he was teaching or else he would not have sought for salvation to fix his woes in money and material things. But I ask you this, are not many in the church today guilty of the same thing? Judas should have known that money and materialism are so very temporary and not worthy to put your faith in. Money will fail. Possessions will perish. Love, gentleness, kindness, and all the fruits of the Spirit are eternal and bring eternal blessings. They are the treasures of heaven, worth more than rubies and diamonds. They are far more valuable than the choices, mammon. Possessions were meant to be possessed and used to bless those who need, not for us to become possessed by them in our greed. Judas lost sight of that. He could only see the present. He fixed his eyes on the wrong solution. One that failed and misled him. 
so he became hopeless. Oh, fix your eyes on Jesus. This was the lesson that Peter learned the night that he walked on water, but then started sinking. Don't look at the things around you. Keep your eyes on the one who can perform miracles to keep you moving forward. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ, on things eternal, on the hope of redemption and the treasures and resources of the kingdom of heaven. And if you just so happen to mess up and forget it, then like Peter, cry out, seek Jesus for salvation, and ask him for forgiveness. Then press on to the mark of the high calling, tending to God's children. I give you this word and this warning and this revelation today because that there are a lot of Judases that are going to know true hopelessness in the coming months. Because that the money that they put their trust in is going to fail them. When it does, they're going to leave ministries and they're going to leave Jesus. They are going to do things that they once preached against for their own 30 pieces of silver. They're going to show where their faith really is. Just like Judas did. You don't think this is a prudent message, my friend? Understand this, that in the end, many will take the mark of the beast for the promise of financial security. The Bible says you won't be able to buy, sell, or trade without it. What do you think its purpose is? It is a global Judas. It is the final betrayal of Jesus for money. When that happens, the Judases among the church will get their reward. A short-lived income that comes with curses and torment and eternal judgment, just like Judas did while the rest of the church will run and hide like the disciples did that night. Some among the bride will even be required to die, like their bridegroom did. We know this because the Bible tells us that many who refuse this mark of the beast will be beheaded because of it. But nevertheless, it will tell us where their faith is. Because very shortly after, is the promised resurrection. So ask yourself now in preparation, is your faith in mammon to save us or in Jesus? Set your heart, make your decision now. Will you lay it all down for Jesus? Will you cast all of your crowns at his feet? Will you do what Mary did? who spent a year's wages like it was nothing, just to pour it on his feet in worship. So when she did this, she showed that she loved him more than she loved money. And when she did, the spirit of Judas rebuked her for it. Use the resources that you have to do the work of the Lord while you still can. And God will add to it the resources of heaven. 
But if you use the resources of heaven to try to add to your mammon, then you will end up in as hopeless a situation as Judas. Because money cannot save you. Only Jesus. So let us go back to our opening passage, but read a little bit more around it for better context. First Timothy chapter 6, starting in verse 5. We read this, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds that are destitute of the truth. They suppose that financial and material gain is godliness. Oh, my friend, those that preach this, withdraw yourself from. Because the truth is that godliness with contentment, being content with whatever situation or circumstance he has chosen to place you in in the moment, this is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we can carry nothing out of it. And if we have food and clothes, then let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich, they fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some covet after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Lord, help us to do this, to walk in absolute obedience, to have faith in you, to be our spiritual husband, our protection, and our provision. We have to trust him completely, people. We can't trust the world, mammon, or the Antichrist system because you cannot serve two masters. Remember what we said before, that the real difference between Peter and Judas is that Peter served Jesus and used money. While Judas served money and used Jesus. One of them will have your heart. He, Jesus won't share his glory with another because they oppose each other. You will follow one and ignore the other. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, we read this, that no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon, which is a spirit of materialism. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, for what you shall eat or what you shall drink, or for even your own body, what you shall put on it. For is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Behold, the fowls of the air, they do not sow, neither do they reap, nor do they gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. 
They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Wherefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles or the heathen seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth the things of which you need. But rather yet seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Oh, Lord, help us to have faith in you for provision, to have faith in your love, your kindness, your goodness, your faithfulness. Let us lay aside every weight that so easily besets us. Let us not become guilty of the sin of the rich young ruler who became possessed by his possessions. We thank you, Father, when you choose to bless us, but let us not become distracted by the promise forget the purpose. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.